0: I'm going to come in and after I do my opening, I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind the Numbers. This is the show where we dig deeper to understand what matters most in business. I'm Dave Bookbinder, I'm a senior director at CFGI where I help my clients with their most important accounting and finance needs. So customer experience is something that we all can relate to as a consumer. It's even more important if you're on the business end of that. And today we're gonna be talking about customer experience with Mohamed Latib who is the founder and CEO at CX University and PX Academy. Mohamed, welcome to Behind the Numbers.
1: Thank you, Dave. It's uh, a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: That's my pleasure. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, and then we'll jump in. Uh,
1: Certainly, well, I, uh, uh, my name is Mohammed Latib, as you've uh, identified, I am the founder and CEO of CX University and PX Academy, uh, two entities that I developed over the last five years, and the genesis of the development of these entities uh, stems from uh, a deep history, uh, history mostly out of a combination of academic uh, work, as well as a consultant and an entrepreneur in the business world. Gotcha.
0: Before we jump into the subject of customer experience, I thought it would be great for the audience to know you a little bit more personally. And by that, I'm referring to you have a very, very unique background. I've heard others say that someone could make a movie out of it. Um, why don't you just share a little bit, if you would, Mohammed, about your background to just set the stage for the conversation? Oh, oh
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And, and thank you for asking me that question. Uh, my my story begins with uh, having left the my home country, which was South Africa, uh, when I was a 13-year-old boy. Uh, my parents... Uh, gave me the freedom from the indignities that I suffered as others did under a racist regime in South Africa. And so my parents thought it would be best for me to be unshackled from this oppressive experience and sent me to a British boarding school where I joined uh, the program at the eighth grade level uh, in the Himalayan mountains of Northern Pakistan. Uh, And as life would have it, Dave, uh, totally unexpected, uh, I didn't see my parents again. Mm. Uh, They both passed away uh, fairly young. And so I was a young teenage orphan in a foreign country where I had to fend for myself and have done so ever since. Uh, And ended up spending 11 years of my life in Pakistan before I would return to South Africa for a very brief period, and then began to travel around the world and began my escapade, if you would, or my adventure, if you would, uh, by traveling to South America with the intent of traveling to 36 cities around the world. Uh, As it turned out, Philadelphia was the fifth of that 36-city tour. And because I was interested in getting an education, uh, I landed in Philadelphia and fortunately, was able to get myself admitted with a full scholarship at Temple University where I continued my education and got my MBA and PhD there in uh, business administration and have been in Philadelphia for the past 44 years uh, and uh, you know outside of having been in academia where I was a professor a Dean and a vice president I've traveled extensively around the world and I mean I don't mean travel in in the sense of you know, tourist travel, I, I call it immersion travel. So I would go and find myself engaged with locals in different parts of the world, including being more than adventurous by hiking through the Carpathian Mountains of Romania. I've hiked through the Andes in Peru. I've hiked twice through the Amazon jungles. I've hiked the Himalayas. I've hiked the Kalahari jungle in Botswana. Uh, where we went, uh, you know, adventuring uh, to explore what the life of animals were in the wilds. Uh, Anyway, so here I am today uh, in Philadelphia still, uh, exited academia after having uh, spent uh, almost 40 years of my life as a professor. Uh, But at the same time as I was a professor, I straddled about the academic world as well as the business world as a consultant. And in fact, about in 1999, exactly 1999, I co-founded a technology company called Periscope IQ, where we built proprietary software platforms to harness feedback for our clients about what customers were saying. That's sort of the, the journey that brought me to CX University because as a vendor providing feedback platforms to corporate clients, I got to learn a lot about what i am now calling a new core business discipline called
0: customer experience yeah it is a great story and i'll look forward to the movie hopefully someone will will do that soon for you Uh, so customer experience as a business discipline as a consumer i think everybody watching and listening can relate to their experiences in different organizations certainly um, cable companies come to mind as a popular topic of dealing with customer service uh, not often in a good way. It, it seems like such a no-brainer. Talk about this, this concept of customer experience as a business discipline and, and why aren't businesses thinking more about that?
1: Well, I like the label that you used, uh, Dave. Uh, it's a no-brainer. I tend to think of it as profound common sense. I mean, let's just go back to the fundamental principle of a business. If you want to have a successful business, It comes from having customers that are going to interact and engage with your business. If you don't have customers, you don't have business. I mean, the logic is so patently obvious. And so the question that arises is, uh, why then should we pay attention to what appears to be a no brainer and common sense? And that's because uh, of the dramatic changes we've seen in our markets, in our environments, uh, with the advent of technology, and the turbocharged speed with which we've seen technology take over many aspects of our lives, it's given the entire landscape of the business and non-business world a whole new culture and ethos. And uh, you know, I think about a well-known scholar at the University of Michigan who characterized this dramatic shift as the democratization of information and knowledge. Now, let's just pause for a second and think about it. That has shifted the balance of power across the entire landscape of business and non-business worlds. Today, the customer is in the driver's seat. Now, just think about this. And let me let me just flash my smart device, right? All of us carry this baby. This little thing has allowed us to be able to, at warp speed, be able to travel, be able to access information, be able to check with friends friends and family about whatever issue is pertinent to me as a customer. I can compare brands. I can ask for opinions around brand reputation. I can take a walk by just clicking. I don't have to walk physically. I just click my way to different destinations. And so, Companies are being brought to task and are being pressured to respond to a whole new set of demands. Customers today, for example, because of the power shift, are asking for personalization in how they get treated by a business, asking for instant responses to their requests, certainly asking for a higher level of quality in both product and service they're demanding that businesses even anticipate their needs without them having to express it so just think about all of those new shifts that have occurred and the pressures that companies are facing and by the way the pressures it should be very clear the pressures that we're talking about is not just from customers who are on the outside but let's also think about people that are in the company, employees, associates, they too have experiences. We all, by the way, have brains, we have hearts, and we behave in ways that are congruent with how we think and how we feel. Employees have the same issues as customers do. So companies are not only paying attention to the experience that they deliver to customers, they have to, have to, without question, Also be sensitive to and attentive to the experiences that the employees have, because happy employees can actually facilitate common sense strategies to win customers over.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh, On that note, Mohammed, unfortunately, time goes very quickly here. We're gonna have to pause and take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Behind the Numbers with Mohammed Latib. We're talking customer experience as a business discipline. We'll be right back after this quick break. Plan your New Jersey trip at visitnj.org. Waves of fun. Nights of excitement. And a trail of memories. Now that's New Jersey. And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. Today we're talking about customer experience as a business discipline with Mohammed Latib. And the first segment went by so fast, Mohammed, I want to just jump right in here on the second segment and continue um, on that theme of democratization of information. So you you talk about the availability of information for the consumer, um, and the consumer also has the ability to share their opinion, so there's this feedback loop that's out there in in relation to the customer experience and what's expected of these businesses. Talk a little bit more, if you would, about the the inconsistency in customer experience and how that relates to this democratization of information, and by that what I mean is everybody goes into a restaurant perhaps, um, has a great experience, they may come back another time, have not so great of an experience. When you've got people who are your brand evangelist and, and customer facing, where, where do we fall short here as businesses?
1: Well, uh, we fall short on a number of levels, uh, Dave. Uh, one of the things we've got to remember is that uh, a customer interacts with a brand across an entire path, we call it a journey. So the customer's engagement with the brand is not at the point of transaction only. It's not at the point of coming into a restaurant and ordering your meal and having your meal. It actually begins much sooner than that, and not necessarily in the case of a restaurant, but any business. The journey begins with having heard a word of mouth reference to a particular company, a brand or its products. Uh, It could begin with a web search. It could begin with social media influences. Whatever it is that triggers my engagement with a brand can start with a website uh, interaction, a referral interaction. And then I will enter into this journey. And across this journey, there are many touch points. So let's take the restaurant example. Even my journey to the restaurant and upon arrival, if there's no parking spaces open, it would cause disenchantment. If there were parking spaces open, but the parking lot to the entrance to the restaurant was not clean, what would be my perception as a customer? I mean, think about wanting to fly on a plane and you're about to take off and you look out Through the window and you see that one of the wings has a coffee mug sitting on it would you feel safe flying on a plane when you think that people were not diligent in ensuring that customers feel or at least perceive that they are totally safe Uh, and in the restaurant's case the same logic applies you know the food could be excellent but the way to a waitress may be unpleasant Or vice versa, the waiter or waitress actually could save the brand's reputation, even if the food was not pleasant, by being responsive. I mean, one of the things that's very clear in CX space, Dave, is that customers, think about this, customers are actually saying, I want you to engender trust in me. Think about that. Customers are saying, you should build a relationship with me that allows me to feel confident that allows me to trust you. And I want you, therefore, to be totally transparent in your communications. Now, picture the possibility of things going wrong at any of these different touch points in the journey of a customer. And companies, unfortunately, companies, unfortunately, do miss out on various touch points. Take, for example, take, for example, something that the companies don't quite pay attention to. Even if you are sitting deep inside an organization let's say you're a billing clerk right you're working in the accounting finance office you don't face the customer and you get a bill from a cable company that is that has an error in it what do i think of do i think of dave the billing clerk that made the mistake of course i'm not aware of Dave, or do i think of the cable company's brand whose reputation gets tarnished it's the brand that gets tarnished and therefore the idea of customer experience, principles, processes, and models have to be woven into the entire fabric of an organization if they're going to be successful in positioning themselves with advantage.
0: Mohammed, for folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you or how they can work <laughs>
1: with you, how can they reach you? Oh, it's pretty straightforward. Just go to cxuniversity.com. Uh, everything we do is resident on that website. And I might just add, if I may, Dave, you know, we've taken the experience and and, uh, knowledge we've developed in the custom experience discipline, and we've migrated it and created Patient Experience Academy. What we've done is we've taken the experience of models, successful models, successful practices, successful processes, and have said, let's contextualize it for the healthcare industry. And that's why, that's how I created Patient Experience Academy. So I have healthcare professionals working with me and we've taken our knowledge and experience and simply migrated it and made it relevant for healthcare professionals as well.
0: Great, thank you. <laughs> uh, they say you can't manage what you can't measure, Mohammed. So everything we've talked about so far philosophically makes perfect sense and totally brilliant how do you or organizations go about measuring this customer experience are there key performance indicators
1: they are indeed they are indeed and and you know as as part of uh, the program that we offer to educate and train corporate folks uh, around the various domains of knowledge in the discipline of customer experience. One domain is actually a metrics measurement and ROI domain. So we have a course dedicated to measurement and you're quite right. If you cannot measure something, it might not be worth uh, spending energy on that particular issue. So we have all kinds of metrics that have evolved over the years. The one that's probably most widely recognized and known despite all of the controversy around it, is the Net Promoter Score, uh, NPS, otherwise known by its acronym NPS. And the Net Promoter Score is a differential metric that helps to understand and identify people that become promoters versus people that are so disenchanted that they would actually damage your reputation. And then there are other kinds of issues. Let's take a simple measure that most people seem to ignore, but yet as as customers and as employees, we know how relevant it is, the ease with which I can conduct business with you. The ease that you can present to me in my journey can actually be measured. so we call it the customer effort score. How much work are you gonna make me engage in in order to do business with you? The more energy you demand i consume the more distant i'm going to become uh, from your brand and there are all kinds of other measures too but the point of all of this data is that you've got to measure if you're going to successfully manage
0: yeah Mohammed, we have about five minutes to go in the program here but i wanted to dive into one area where you you allude to the the coffee mug on the airplane wing so you might think that's a one-off thing done by an employee who may have been distracted and, and these incidents are, incidences are, are going to happen, these one-off things when you're talking about human beings across the globe, et cetera. What can companies do, recognizing they'll probably never get to perfection, but what can they do to instill this philosophy all the way through the organization to try and minimize the risk of that coffee cup remaining on the wing? Uh,
1: an excellent observation, Dave. And, and you're quite right in pointing to that example as a metaphor for understanding that We can repair damages. Perfection is an ideal that's fairly challenging to reach. However, we never stop to ask ourselves, based on the feedback we get from our customers, where are the opportunities for improvement? So there's a mindset that I think we must all harness and live with and that is a mindset that says, let's identify every little loophole and plug it. It's a continuous improvement logic that, of course, has its history in the 70s and the 80s, when we always talked about continuous improvement and, and quality management. This is all part of that same sort of movement, except it's morphed into this new lexicon, uh, all under the umbrella of the discipline of customer experience. Uh, so. Uh, you know, companies uh, do treat this with great uh, uh, respect because risks are high when you have holes in your journey and you want to minimize those risks by having a continuous improvement mindset.
0: Yeah, and I guess within that mindset, just staying with the coffee mug on the airplane wing example, uh, if it's instilled in the organization, somebody else is going to take a, a quick walk around the plane and notice that there's a coffee mug on the wing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know it's interesting, dave. It, 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 it's a, it's a funny video that you will find on YouTube called uh, uh, United Breaks Guitars." Uh, you know this is an example of a, of a, of a, a customer sitting on the plane looking out on the tarmac and observed that his guitars were being thrown around on the tarmac, and he was on his way to a music performance in uh, uh, in idaho in 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 Omaha, should not in Idaho in Omaha, Nebraska and he appealed to united to do something about this and unfortunately because of siloed realities in the corporate world when he called the uh, attendants on the plane and complained about the uh, the guitars being thrown on the tarmac was told well call you the office in Chicago or wherever you originated from and have them take care of it because it was outside their domain of engagement. Ah. That on the plane, they can't take care of things that are outside the plane. I mean, think about that kind of siloed mentality and that creates problems and increases the risk factor.
0: Yeah, sure. That is not my job syndrome uh, or I can't touch that. Uh, Muhammad, unfortunately, we are out of time. I wanna thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Numbers today.
1: Well, thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure being here.
0: Uh, Thank you. So thank you for watching and listening. Uh, Today we've been talking about the customer experience as a business discipline with Mohammed Latib, who is the founder and CEO of CX University and PX Academy. I'm Dave Bookbinder. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody.